Hello and welcome to the EPMI Podcast. This is your host, Mauricio Alexandro Lopez. Thank you for plugging in. It is July 10th, Monday, 11 a.m. Here's a bit of an update as well as a forward for what is coming soon. On my Instagram page and my TikTok channel as well as my YouTube channel, I have been posting music videos every Friday from my IREP. I started with Viva, just put out Mirror Doesn't Lie this past Friday on July 7th. And this weekend, this Friday, July 14th, what could be will be coming out and the following Friday, July 21st will be the last video Do I Exist and then I'll release a super master cut where you can watch it beginning to end. But I would appreciate it if you watch each video on its own. If you want to go the extra mile and watch a super cut, that would be greatly appreciated. But each one of those videos getting separate love would be great. I've been getting great feedback from the videos. Um, the simple approach has been complimented by people saying it looks really good. It looks, uh, it looks uh, simple in nature, but the words behind it are so supercharged that it's complimenting the simplicity in the videos. So that's a very good compliment. That's something that I was hoping would come across because it was the plan from the beginning. It was the plan to make it simple enough so we could use our time effectively because we only had a certain amount of hours and we wanted to get multiple videos done in one day. So we needed to make sure that the process was mapped out simple enough that we could follow it for multiple videos. So we knew what outfits would be used for certain shots where I would be standing at certain parts of the song, as well as giving us some time to pick away at a plan because we knew if we started immediately when we got there with the things that we had already planned, we would give ourselves some time to think of some things on the fly towards the end. In this case, we had a couple minutes in the beginning to change the landscape of bringing the hanging mic into the shots and that worked out perfectly, but it wouldn't have been possible if we didn't do that planning that we had talked about multiple times before the day of shooting. That is what's going on with the musical stuff. I also have beats that are coming out that I'm trying to get synced and put on playlists for like meditation as well as workout playlists and just uh, some producer cuts, uh, me putting out some beats that don't really have any room for vocals that I wanted to stand alone to show where my producing is at right now. So that's coming out soon with the musical side of everything. So stay tuned and plugged in for that. I am producing for a couple people right now. Juno out of Arizona, Isha Music out of Arizona. I sent some beats to my buddy Mitch. I am hopefully going to be producing part of an album or a whole album for my buddy Tino Killed It, as well as shooting a couple beats to my buddy Eric Evy out of Chicago. And I am working on sync songs with my buddy Andy Rodriguez out of Jordan River Recordings. We're just trying to get things synced, get things done, get uh, an appropriate amount of work out there. I want this year to be productive. I want this year to be full of steps that I am making towards next year and the year after that. Because with, with the landscape of music and the way you use social media, what I could do is I could go on Instagram with my business account and I could put some money to promote these posts that I'm putting out in these reels and, and, and the same with TikTok and the same with YouTube. But what I wanted to do is do an appropriate amount of work organically. So if I, I do follow the plan that I have set forward by this time next year, I'll have a year's worth of content that I'm proud of that will feed into a better mindset going forward. So that's, that's really where I'm trying to stay and um, operate in. I'm trying to make that my lane. I'm trying to find some footing there so I can see the execution of it all through.
What I've noticed in the reaction for the tracks because Viva is definitely a hip-hop track, it's upbeat, but it's ethnically charged and moving into The Mirror Doesn't Lie, speaking about identity of being whitewashed or trying to find a spot in your culture and dealing with the ups and downs and gatekeeping of being fully Mexican if you don't speak Spanish or if you're not from an indigenous area or if you don't act a certain way or speak a certain way you're not able to be fully Mexican in my case or even in other areas of other cultures I've noticed that the reaction has been supportive but it's also been a bit like resentful the the notion that Mexicans say the n-word and feel like they can because they've had the same experience as black people is one side the uh, comments that I've had in personal messages on TikTok have told me that Mexicans are also Afro-Latino so they should be able to say the n-word that I should be able to say it and that I shouldn't be disqualifying myself from saying it then there's the certain amount of comments that are saying that's not even the african-americans word that was given to them by white people so why can't you say it it's it's just this weird protection of the word like i don't know why there's this need to say it there's this need to be included with it and involve it in your every life everyday lifestyle like it, it doesn't make any sense to me it's never made any sense i don't see the point in people who are african-american using it as well and that's why i, I say that in the song like it, it's because it's it's made to be cool it was made to be cool by rappers and entertainers throughout the years and what if there was a collection of mexican artists that made the word beaner or spick be as popular would we say it too and would there even be people who weren't mexican who, who would want to say it and you know it, it's interesting conversation that i think needs to be had and for some reason hasn't been had and I think because people are so defensive, they're so set in their ways of why they should get to operate in certain facets of other cultures' culture. You know, like, I, <laughs> I think it's really interesting that someone could give a reason why they should say the N-word not being black. But me, I cannot be Mexican because I haven't spoken a certain way or acted a certain way. So in one sense, somebody can say I can act black and speak like a black person because I felt like a black person and was treated like a black person. But I cannot say that I am Mexican if I don't speak like a Mexican person or I don't speak Spanish or I'm not from Mexico. It's, it's very interesting to, to see the lines that are drawn. And even so, like I, I've met countless people throughout my life who act more black than their own culture and have had their identity be shaped by African-American culture and have this pride to it and have this identity in it and know so much about it and almost live your life inside of it, but spend no time giving their own culture the amount of respect that they give another culture. You know what I mean? Like like at the end of the day, if you do a, a 23andMe or you do a, a blood sample, you're not gonna be the culture that you identify with. You're gonna be the culture that you started in from your cells, your atoms, and your matter that started from your father, your mother, and then so going backwards. like And, and that comes to this question too about identity and about being able to choose your own identity today. I think it started with conversations like that and that led into the gender identity conversations and the uh, and equity and uh, inclusion and, and diversification of sexual identities as well as cultural identities. Like we have people in, in the past like Rachel Dolezal who was canceled for saying that she was black because she felt black and then you have people who are black who identify with white culture and act 
I guess, quote unquote, more white, even with uh, Asian people who were born in America who don't want to operate as their Asian identity because they don't want to be treated like an Asian. Same thing with uh, the Indian cultures. It, it's interesting that this identity of culture is polarizing, so, so polarizing that you could live your life in defense of it or live your life in search of it or live your life completely avoiding the issue. And I think that that is what my music represents because Viva represents me trying to find my place in culture. When I took a history of Mexico class in college and I learned about Pancho Villa and I learned that my family ties go back to him. The mirror doesn't lie was me feeling that and in the same class hearing people in my class saying, well, if you don't speak Spanish, you're not really Mexican. While this class was taught by a white man who spoke perfect Spanish. And then what could be is me talking about the massacre of the young children in Texas who were Mexican children who got no news coverage. And yet we still have to deal with those massacres on a daily, monthly, and yearly basis. And then do I exist is me saying as a man, I don't exist because of this gender equality and all of this cultural identities. So at the end of the day, identity is a huge, huge topic. And I think it's what's quite literally lighting the fire of my music. I don't believe I'm going to expand on this because I know that you could beat a dead horse with, with topics and I don't want to be known as that person, but I'm definitely very comfortable and happy and confident that the new introduction to who I am as a musician started with that. And that's kind of where I'm at today. That's where I'm at right now with it all. And that's where I feel most of the listeners are. And that's great because if we're having a conversation that that's what it was for. That's why I'm sitting on a bench and that's why it's simple because I want it to be a conversation piece because anything else would just be a glorification of the song and I didn't want it to be some crazy video where I'm in the jungle and I come out with face paint and I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like it was better as a conversation because most people aren't ready to have these conversations and they don't want to have these conversations. But at the end of the day, we have to because as a culture, we need to know who we are and the only way that it's worked through time is if you want to know who you are, you have to first figure out who you are not. That's just how I feel about it, and that's where I was coming from right now with the art perspective side of it. Thanks for sitting here for 10 minutes with me. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for plugging in. Stay plugged in for more.